What's up, Cuzzies? You're listening to the Coaster Cuzzies Podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about our 2022 park memories. We're going to have an interview with Thrilling Moments Photography. Jack is joining us to talk about astrology and quad downs. And we're going to talk about our New Year's resolutions. So go on, put that Cuzzies in your ear. Alrighty, we are back from the holiday break. Although the Cuzzies do not take a break, you guys listen to Mitch and Coaster Bros Epic Tennessee, right? You guys were in Gatlinburg last week on the little road trip. You guys spent Christmas down there. Bet your sleep well heart we did. Oh, the voice is back. We did it in the <laughs> accent. We left poor poor old sweet Jeff. Jeff, if you can hear us, get in the van and go north. Go north. We miss you. But we had a great time in in Gatlinburg. Bless your heart. I heard Ubers come out of uh, Hooters parking lots all the time. Just order yourself a little Uber. Bring let's meet us at Camden Park right now. Yeah. Right there. Charleston, West Virginia. Just head straight there. Don't go to Charleston, go to Huntington, but uh, or yeah. wherever it is. Yeah, sorry. L- <laughs> listen, listen to the expert, not me. I'm I'm just a crazy guest. Yeah, so Dolly was there. It was great. You guys met Dolly. I. You'll have to listen to the episode to find out. I guess. I, I mean, I did listen to it. I'm just trying to tease this to anybody who didn't potentially listen to this yet. So, so you can tease them we, we met Dolly. Yeah, we may or may not have met her. Okay. There we go. May or may not have met Dolly. May or may not have uh, witnessed elves from the North and the South Pole battling it out at a dinner theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good trip. And I uh, heard you guys had some hot takes on the uh, the roller coasters there. Didn't quite line up, I think I saw, on the socials. No, my wife was talking about it. And she's like, holy cow, you're, both of your number twos weren't on each other's top fives. So that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I never thought of it that way. Actually, that's very interesting. I mean, like we said when we first launched the new Cuzzies and, and kind of wrapped up the old season one, is what we love about the Cuzzies and how, what you were doing, Coaster Bro, before we joined, is the the bringing together of different opinions. Whereas many other podcast accounts, enthusiasts, things like that, are all about putting down other people's opinions or having the same opinions as everyone else. So we celebrate. And love the fact that we have differing opinions. But my, I was, we were talking about this before the show. My face when you said you're number two <laughs> was great. So if you haven't seen the TikTok slash reel, go watch it. At Coaster Cuzzies. Go, go check it out. We got to post it on Instagram and the TikTok. Solo.to slash Coaster Cuzzies. Did I do that right? Yeah, you did it. I'm proud of you. Let me go. But yeah, that's, that's essentially the theme of the episode we're going here. We're looking back at the year that was. Some uh, memorable moments, some maybe spicy things that we wish uh, could have gone better, or some hot takes, but then also looking ahead to, uh, you know, making the most out of this new year with some new resolutions and just really building off on what we started off at the very end of this year here, which is exactly what Mitch just said there. Differing opinions, building each other up, making that sense of community, which is what the Cuzzies is all about. Hey, but I heard uh, you've been really getting into coffee lately. I did get into coffee lately. You guys are used to kind of my mini segments that came out of nowhere. Logan goes to Starbucks with the girlfriend. That did not happen because the girlfriend was in Regina for Christmas. But uh, I was up here in Saskatoon. So we didn't get to go down there because Christmas, you know, was on a Sunday. That's normally Starbucks day. Logan opened up present under the Christmas tree, though. And it was a nice coffee maker. So I've been having fun with that. It's been pretty dope. 
Now you have an iced coffee maker, you say? Iced coffee maker. So you know how like a regular coffee maker, you have like the little thing, putting like the little coffee grains, and you press the button, mm-hmm. and it goes, and it boils the, the water, and it like shoots it through the things into your cup. Yeah. Like yeah. Yes. yeah. Thank you for that. So yes. this is like Parker's job at home, potentially, where you fill up a cup of this right here. This is my cup. You guys mm-hmm. won't be able to hear this. No, you can hear this, but you won't be able to see this. On the cup, we have different lines. So the one line is how far you fill it up with water. So you fill up cup to water, dump it in the iced coffee machine, and then you fill up cup with ice to the top, put it under the coffee machine, hit the coffee button, and it like brews the coffee. I think that's what you call it, right? When it goes through the coffee grounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it does sure. that, and it goes into the cup. But it pours it over to the ice, so it makes the iced coffee. It sounds to me like it's just a fucking coffee maker, that you and you put ice in the cup. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, <laughs> and um, it, it gives me all the life. I've been my wife in the summer for years. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's fine. Good for you. Good for the wife. <laughs> Logan's having fun with his Christmas present. Congratulations on your iced coffee maker. Your actual it has a blender on the other half too, so I can make what are they called? Frappes? Frappuccino. You can make the frappuccino is pretty cool. But yeah, I would I would say this is a very interesting because I thought it was gonna be like a soda stream, which my family's gotten very into. But yeah, it it definitely sounds like a place where you can put a nice large cup. So if anyone who I mean you can't see it, but Logan's holding a nice large cup. Mm -hmm. You can put a nice large cup with ice on it in it. And fill it up with coffee, and that sounds like a coffee like a, maker. Like a yeah, the coffee maker. So I'm glad. <laughs> How am I being gaslit it? over a freaking coffee I, maker? I'm glad. Also, I, I am sorry to Parker. You You're are a victim blaming now. <laughs> I am sorry to Parker, who is a barista, putting the blood, sweat, and tears over an espresso machine, which is totally different. So I am so sorry. Well, that's a punt this to Parker to see, like. That's just a coffee maker, bro. <laughs> it says it's it the three coffees. It has hot coffee, it does iced coffee, and it does frozen coffee because it has a blender. Okay, so the frozen coffee is possible. I'll catch you. So okay. is the ice in the cup or is it in the machine? The ice is in the cup. The machine just pours it over the ice. But the cup tells you how much ice to put in it. So when oh. you blend it, is the cup is ice in the cup? And it so, actually like has a thing that sticks down. No, it has an actual like little blender. Like think magic bullet attached to the okay. side of the coffee oh. machine. So then the thing that you put the blender in it, like the container that goes on the blender that has the blades in it, that mm-hmm. bit has a thing. It's like, okay, fill up this far with milk and then go up to the next line mm-hmm. with water and then the last line with ice. And then you so hit the blender. Like it with measurements. That's essentially what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just a coffee machine for dummies and I'm a dummy. So it, it's nice. Honestly, though, at your age, I I couldn't have worked a, a, a Keurig. I couldn't have made a pot of coffee. So I think developmentally, you're you're ahead of most. How, how old are you? Twenty one, twenty two year old. I am twenty one. Yes, gonna be turning twenty two in a few months here. Yeah, I'm a wee little lad. I'm really proud of you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I gaslit you only a little bit. It's okay. We're all about making resolutions. So I um. That won't be one of my resolutions. No, what's what's the word when you forgive? I forgive you, Coaster Bro. <laughs> it's a big word you just thought up there. Wow. <laughs> it was a big word. <laughs> anyway, um, people did not come here for me to be gaslit by you two again. I think it's just the cremated milk and then no, okay. Is that my place in the show? Y'all gotta like let me know. Is my place really just the dumb university Canadian? <laughs> 
I mean, I'm sorry that you feel gaslit, but we didn't mean it. Like, it's really you yeah, feel yeah. gaslit, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. We respect, but <laughs> 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 this has been so just derailed off the thing. I freaking love it. I mean, this is what I get for saying. Can I just talk about my iced coffee maker off the top of the show? <laughs> That is that is what he said, and we were very curious. And now our curiosity has been—I um, wouldn't say satisfied. It definitely has been. Um, it definitely has been. We're not curious anymore. So yeah, definitely not. Enjoy your iced coffees, though. They sound good. Yeah, they have been, and I've been saving a lot of money. Which, once again, university student, woo woo, good stuff. And that's important. Saving up so I can come visit Mitch this next year potentially. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's look back at the year that was, right? You guys said you didn't really have much to talk about, just basic ass holiday stuff with the families that no one really cares to listen to. That is what I was told, not what I am saying about you guys. Is that correct? Yes, I okay. I said it, so it is true. Yes. <laughs> God damn it, Mitch! Just I'm the main character. <laughs> you know what, Mitch? I'm just gonna let you intro this next bit. Then, damn it, you want the attention so much? Go for it. <laughs> That's fine. So. Looking back at our year, this is the last episode that we're recording in 2022, and and when it comes out, it'll be just at the start of 2023, but we're looking back on our year. We didn't want to leave this a little bit more loosey-goosey open. We wanted to actually pick a couple specific moments to talk about and have some discourse on. So we picked each a couple moments um, specifically related to travel hobbies, but maybe even some personal stuff. I'm not sure. I haven't heard the other guys yet what they want to do. And then maybe one thing that we want to um, talk about that's maybe a little bit more um, that we would like to change or see differently or anything that we might get a little bit spicy because we were talking about how much we do miss a couple episodes ago when we were talking about spicy things. So bringing that back a little bit and uh, seeing how our year is and getting really into the the meat of it. So Mm. um, yeah, excited for that. Who would like to go? I, I know I'm ready, but... Coaster bro, do you want to? Why don't you just off? keep going? You're on a roll. You're ready. Let's do this. Oh, I'm I'm ready. All right. You're on okay, a roll. Well, hey. Um, <laughs> so a couple moments um, for me. So I would say a moment in the theme park side of things for 2022 would be in early June. I went on a coaster road trip with um, a bunch of my friends. Um, also, like my one of my best friends not just personally but also in the coaster world at concerts and coasters keegan we met down in ohio and i had done a couple parks before and and we met up just for cedar point and kings island so we met at cedar point but then as well were my where were a couple other people that we knew there so my friend laurel thrills on film amazing person a couple of her friends and so we, like we had a really lovely group and everyone had fast lane, major key for friend groups that we, we're all we're not splitting up. And we just rode so many rides that I kind of had written off in the last couple of years. Like I really didn't enjoy Steel Vengeance last year. I think we've talked about this on on the the um, old Prairie Coasting podcast that I had it rated really low after 2020. Um, and so I wrote it again this year, and we wrote it together and. It just was so fun, maybe with friends again and figured out how to ride it. And I didn't like marathon it so much. Like I just enjoyed that. Magnum, which is Laurel's favorite. I got to like really got to love Magnum, got to ride Gemini together, which is one of my favorites. So and then Blue Streak again. So a lot of rides that I had 
written off or maybe they're not my go-to rides at Cedar Point. It really re- made me re-fall in love with Cedar Point. I'm becoming back on the Cedar Point fan by AKA Coaster Bros. Biggest nightmare. He's kept up all night by these people. And I'm slowly creeping back into that that world. And uh, he gave me nightmares with something we talked about before the show. So I'm giving him nightmares now about becoming a, a Cedar Point fanboy. So uh, that was one of my special moments. <laughs> Jeez. Terrible. I know. He's he's getting up right now and walking away. It's actually like so disrespectful. I gotta cool off. Yeah, I know. So that's <laughs> that's my number one moment. Um, and then another moment that I can think of. I mean, ugh, it's so hard to tell. Like, I would say um, a couple honorable mentions would be like riding Fury thirty-one times in a day, which was really fun in March. But I would say like. My number, I would say I, something we talked about on the trip report show was having all my friends down in LA to do a Disneyland day. So it was like five of us. We all had Genie Plus. It was just a blast. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was very, it felt very special. It was Christmas. It was my birthday and all that fun stuff. So those were two on the more happier side and, and love to look back and reflect on those. But maybe on the not so good side, I would say, <laughs> I think I have maybe beat this to death a little bit in the last episode, but the Canada's Wonderland food. And like, I'm specifically thinking about a time actually when Talia came to visit in September and we went to Canada's Wonderland. Great time. We tried to get food. We walk into Lazy Bear Lodge, <laughs> the lines out the door. We go to Backlot Cafe and there's like a lot of lines, but just like the people working there, just like... I really want to like, I I don't want to blame the individual employee. I think it's more systemic in Canada's Wonderland, but not only are they like not even caring about you, they don't even like see anything. They're out of almost everything. Like I ordered something and then the person behind the counter just fully ignored me and me and Talia were like, um, hello. It was just, it was just, it was a bad time. And like, so it just sucks because we had so many, so much other good food in Toronto, and I, I, I don't want to beat this to death, but systemically, Canada's Wonderland has an issue. So when I'm talking about 2022, that sadly sticks out for me. Um, even though I said I didn't want to talk about food, it just kind of happened. So yeah, that's kind of my lo- year. Looking back in the year for travel, I think there were so many good times that I'm grateful for, um, but didn't really want to bore that. I can, I, if if you are interested in a show where I talk about my, myself and my travels for an hour and a half straight, please, please request that. I'm happy to do what the fans want. Happy. I think that'll be requested for sure. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> People I love that. hearing you. So I think, I think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, Logan. Oh yeah. I was oh. going to say Logan. Logan, you got uh, your your two truths and a lie here. Two truths and a lie. Okay, uh, let's see. I have eaten. Oh, I shit. ate ten poutines on my trip to Edmonton. That's true. Trip was eight days. Ten poutines in eight days. They're all different. I tried out a uh, eye racing simulator with all the hydraulics and stuff, awesome. and. Oh. I uh, went on Mindbender. There's my two truths and a lie. Oh. oh. When did you go on Mindbender, though? This year? Sure. On the same trip. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yep. That is That was the lie. Mindbender yeah. is still sitting there getting covered in dust. And I am very, very sad. 
And that is my bummer of the year. The cow bummer moment of the year. My mm-hmm. mender is still shut down. Because, yeah, best moment of the year was definitely going back out to Galaxy Land, right? Getting out to the mall and actually going to a theme park for the first time in the past three years. Yeah. I actively set up a coaster podcast that ran for three seasons. I had over 100 episodes of coaster-related content, and I had not gone to a theme park during that time. <laughs> Let that set in. So going That's back to an amusement park was pretty darn good. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. And, uh, <laughs> you know, even though my minute wasn't open, had an absolute blast. The re-theme of Galaxy Land is looking fantastic. They're almost done it now. They had the official grand reopening with the Hasbro stuff this past month, and it's looking really, really, really solid. So that's my highlight of the year, but also the Cowabummer moment. And I think another other highlight of the year would probably be, I mean, this is going to sound really cheesy and whatnot, but I didn't do much Coaster-related stuff, like I just said. So starting this whole big collaboration with, you know, Coaster Bro and the rest of the Cuzzies and all the contributors, I've really much enjoyed kind of resurrecting what Mitch and I had going on in the podcast land and finding a new outlet and a new format for it that just has so much room of growth and is just actually exciting again. Like, I don't know, listen back to Mitch and I complaining about roller coasters and stuff. When I was uploading them all onto our new, like, home for them all, it was like, hit this point where it was all just very downhill and it was like, we had to talk about coasters and all this kind of stuff. And now I'm, like, super happy to be talking about this stuff again and kind of have a new love for the hobby, so... Those are my uh, two truths and a lie, a.k.a. my uh, two good moments and a bad moment of the year. Wonderful. I love, love that. <laughs> I think I stole your line there. <laughs> I'm starting to say I love that a lot. I that's a, It's a classic Mitch <laughs> phrase. It's, it's good. A, I think it's, a good always... way to, it's a good way to wrap it up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I do. I do. Yeah. All right. My, my two memorable moments and one awful moment. Um, I think one of my favorite moments of 2022 was I went on this wild, like pretty much cross country from Kansas city as far East as, um, Lancaster, Pennsylvania went on a monster mega Pennsylvania road trip where I got to take my wife to see most specifically, uh, Knobles and Kennywood two parks. I talk about insanely all the time in that you know, I haven't been to since we started dating. So I got to show her those places and just like memories of showing her fascination for the first time and her falling in love with that, uh, Phoenix, um, showing her how pretty, um, Kennywood is that sort of thing. Um, that was definitely like a top moment for me, just that whole trip. And then also just like the TikTok blowing up while on the trip, just a good fucking time. <laughs> good time. Um, and then my second one was actually going to specifically to Arnold's park on a trip to Arnold's park. So it was like, it's like six hours away from us. We stayed at B and B in between really the middle of nowhere, Iowa and a park hosted us for the first time, got us free tickets said, you know, here's some money on a, a thing to help you make content and, um, actually got hosted by uh, Arnold's park. Which, my gosh, so cool. Um, so I, I feel like me and Arnold's Park, we're, we're homies. And I uh, can't wait to get back there. And that was just fun. And we, and we slowed down. Every time everybody goes to Arnold's Park, they ride the coasters and immediately leave. But the area is really cool. So like slowing down and just, yes, it was a coaster trip. But it felt more like a, a, vac- a long weekend vacation. So 
Nice. That was my other like, memorable moment. Yeah. That's it. And then oh, oh, my change that um, I would have done. So Worlds of Fun is my geographical home park. And I didn't go all year um, just because I was like, you know what? I'm not getting a season pass this year. I'm not going to visit. I'm tired of this shit. There's no new stuff. They, they took away my Winterfest. I'm angry. Um, but then I got my pass for next year, and that got me into Haunt. So by myself, I went. And I was like, I'm going to go just see uh, see Haunt and go through the haunted houses, ride some rides. This will be my one visit of the year because I get in free. You know, it, it made sense to go. I went for the first hour. I rode Prowler. I walked around the park. Mamba was closed, which I was excited to. That's really the only reason I was going to ride the Trim with Mamba situation. And then um, for that first hour, no parks or no uh, haunted houses are open. So I'm just walking around. And I'm like, fuck, I don't need to ride, rewrite any of this stuff. I just got in, like, I walked around. I was in a bad mood. I couldn't stay in the park for an hour to wait for the houses to open. I left. Um, so I wouldn't have gone to the park. If I could go back, um, I, I don't know that I would have bought the season pass. If I could go back, <laughs> um, you know, there's part of me that's like, why didn't you just buy a one day ticket to go ride Zambezi, seeing how it opens, and call it good? But here we are. I spent my money on it, and I, have, uh, I stick with the consequences. Did you buy a platinum pass or just oh, no. a gold pass? No. no, the cheapest possible pass. Okay, my wife the, season, the season pass. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think that'll be worth it for like the content out of your and your home parks beef alone. <laughs> Maybe I feel bad because I know like one of the social media people there, but I think she gets it. Yeah, it's not her sole fault that Worlds of Fun is just Worlds of Fun. Yeah, it's it it's tough. I mean, I think I think home parks are hard because you go to them so much that they're just there. And then having a home park like worlds of fun and then having a home park like Canada's wonderland, which is like, should be a world-class park, but it's just fucking not. It's uh, it's hard when you see people who are like, have home parks of Dollywood or silver dollar city, or, you know, I mean, any of the Orlando parks and you're like, mm. and then there's Logan laughing because there's no mind bender. Uh, well, I'm laughing nothing. because I don't have a home park. <laughs> Excuse me, Callaway Park is here waiting for you in yeah, Calgary. Yeah, seven hours away. <laughs> I, when I lived in Calgary, I called Silverwood my home park, and it was seven hours away. Worth it. Uh, what, whatever. You know, whatever. It's I, When I think home park, I think place that, you know, you go and kick it after a day of work if you feel like it, right? Not something you actually have to plan a whole long trip down to, right? Like, home park to me would be like a rider's game. It's a two and a half hour drive down. You hang out there for a little bit, but you can still day trip it and head on back without it being absolutely awful. So, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I have to technically classify Weston Mitte Mall as my home park. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm still missing a true home park. Like, let's be honest. That's pretty fair. You can, uh, you can adopt Canada's Wonderland when you come out east. Sounds good. I'll adopt it for the week or so whenever I make it out this yes. fall. No, not fall. This summer. No. Not fall. Not the fall. The summer. I'm just so like, it's the dead of winter right now and everything feels like winter only. It's like summer will never exist up here. You know, uh, you were talking about annoying people that have like Dollywood as their home park. <laughs> um, actually found somebody who their 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 home park is Dollywood. 
And uh, his name is Jack, and he's the person behind Thrilling Moments Photography. And uh, I sat him down for a conversation. I want to learn more about his photography skills, um, his astronomy. You know, wanted to learn more about Coaster Force and kind of what he does for Upstop Media. So you guys want to want to listen to this conversation real quick? Yes, and I also we don't. Th- I don't think you're annoying, Jack. But Coaster Bro, I don't know you. You really set that tone there, so. Hey, Jack is not annoyed, um, and weirdly lacking the southern accent I expected. Oh, so. so we do a better southern accent than he? We do, yeah, that's for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Let's go to the interview. Excited to introduce to the show the man that has three of my pictures on my apartment walls, Jack from Thrilling Moments Photography. How you doing, man? It's good to see you. I'm doing good. Yeah, the name's a little bit, uh, it's a little long. I always just say TMP. I'm used to it though tmp there it is and podcasters won't be able to listen but i did set up the the uh the camera to just my background is jack's photo that i have <laughs> just I knew, hanging we, here we were talking a little about it it's a picture of phoenix at Knobles, and it's one of my favorite pictures um actually i've just ever taken i love that photo it's it just captures the vibe of that ride so much. It's funny though. You've got that picture. There's not in my room. There's only one photo. It's over on this wall. My computer's way too hard to move, but there's only one photo in this room that I've taken right now. So <laughs> it's kind of weird for me. It's like, I just got more pictures in his room than I do in mine. <laughs> well, your, your stuff is so good that my wife literally lets it be in the living room. So we have two of your, we have your mystic timber shot and then the Dollywood with kind of the smoky mountains in the background. Oh, and both also two of my favorite photos. Your wife has excellent taste. <laughs> yes, and I'm just happy that we found some coaster stuff that um, can actually live in the living room and not just like, you know, Kennywood Arrow sign, which I have to keep in the podcast room. Hey, I got one of those too. It's over. It's it's over there. Hey, I love that. We got a lot of the same things. <laughs> well, exit. How did how did you get into photography? Why are you so good at taking pictures? What what is this all about? Um, so it's kind of a funny coasters are what got me into photography. I should say as a kid, I always loved, I had like all of the little toy cameras and stuff. And I had like a little point and shoot camera when I was like eight and I loved using it, but I never was serious about it. Um, and then all of this, as much as I hate to give this part credit goes back to Kings Island. Um, (laughs) it was 2017 coaster stock. And this was like right as I was getting into coasters. First big coaster event ever for me was Coaster Stock at Kings Island. Um, the year Mystic opened. That was a blast. It was before the event got really huge and you had to, you know, get up at 2 a.m. to get your tickets. So before all of that was awesome. <laughs> um, and so, you know, on the itinerary, it's like, hey, we're going to take you behind the scenes of Beast and we're going to take you behind the scenes of Diamondback and Mystic Timbers. And for like all of these coasters, I'm like, oh. Well, I want better photos of this than my crappy iPhone 5C at the time. It's amazing how far (laughs) we've come. And so I went to my grandma's house and I was like, hey, can I borrow your camera? And she's like, yeah, sure. And so I took this. It was a Luminex, um, like, interchangeable lens, mirrorless. I had no idea what it was. I still honestly don't know what it was. I took it to Kings Island. I think I took like 100 photos on it. But just something about having camera at that park. I fell in love with it, especially doing behind the scenes tours. And so we got home from that. And then my family was going on vacation to the beach like a week later. And my mom was like, we've got this camera bag. If you want to use that to like take the camera in um, to the beach. Well, that camera bag also had a camera in it. 
Um, and I was like, well, can I have the camera that's in the camera bag too? And she's like, well, it's the family camera, but I guess you can use it while we're at the beach. They never got that camera back. <laughs> you just took, you took it. It's it's still sitting over there in the closet. And yeah, that's really how it got started was just having a camera at Kings Island that weekend. I fell in love taking pictures of coasters. I took um, my parents' camera, which was a Nikon D40. If you know anything about cameras, that's one of the best mom cameras of all time ever made. <laughs> um, and I call, it the, I call it a soccer mom camera because it's literally what it's set up for is like, parents to take photos of their kids i took that to parks for two three years then i upgraded to a nikon d7200 got some better lenses bigger camera bag the kit got bigger and bigger and bigger and then finally in february of this year i just bit the bullet and i actually switched to canon bought all pro grade cameras and all that and i mean it's just been it's been crazy ever since but that's really how it started was just behind the scenes tours at a theme park at what point does it turn into like I'm just a guy taking pictures on a mom camera to like, oh, I can probably sell these online. Um, when I started my Twitter in 2018 and it slowly over time started to gain traction. I started it before um I really feel like before Coaster Twitter had really started its like golden age in the last couple of years it feels like. Yeah. Um so I was like kind of riding into that and it was really um just over time, as I got better at taking photos, I started to realize like, hey, there's a there's a market for like good pictures of roller coasters. So I started selling prints on the side, started the calendars, started doing all that. And it just kind of I don't think there was ever really a moment. It's just gotten progressively bigger as I've continued to do it. Um there is like a specific moment. I think I realized that like, yeah, I'm kind of stuck doing this for the rest of my life. I enjoy it too much. And that was when I, um, it's also one of my more popular photos. It's my singular favorite photo I've ever taken, which is the picture of the sun setting behind the quad down on lightning rod. I almost um, bought that I, one. I was just I can, close to buying that one. I can tell the story on that photo too. Cause there's some, it was, it's kind of crazy how that happened. But when I took that photo, like I was just standing there in Dollywood looking at the camera for like 20 minutes. I didn't move. I was just staring at the photo. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is, this is it for me. This is what I like doing. Um, now the story with that photo, is I was at Dollywood by myself that day. It was right before I moved off for college. So I was like, I'm going to go up there one more time, have one Dollywood day, just me take photos, ride the rides, kind of say goodbye to my home park. I still go obviously, but that was like the end of me going every other week type thing. Yeah. And I actually have only been like three times since then. So, oh yeah. But so I'm like walking around the park, and there's this. You walk down Craftsman's Valley, and there's that spot where you can get the picture of the quad down. And I'm looking at it, and I'm just kind of uh-huh. look. There's the sun. Oh yeah. And I was I was in a astro- I was in an astronomy class the previous year, so I kind of knew what I was doing. I'm like, of course you were. Uh, yeah, the sun's going to set behind the quad down tonight. So I went around, I think I rode like two other things. And then I got back to that spot and I stood there for two hours and just waited. And then when it happened, I just ran off like a thousand photos um, as it like progressively sank lower and got that photo. And ever like literally I just stood there and watched the sunset behind the quad down complete accident other random things that i've figured out since then i know what day of year the sun will set there but if you know anything about east tennessee weather we don't get orange sunsets like that the only time we ever get sunsets like that 
is if California is on fire. So That's California how it has happens. All of the smoke drifts across the country and settles into the Smokies and creates the orange haze. So California needs to be having a massive wildfire about two to three weeks before the date. All of the smoke needs to get over to the valley, settle in, and then you got to hope for clear weather. So this past year, I had the day blocked off on my calendar, complete washout, rain, clouds. There was no sunset that day. So yeah, it was, I want to recreate it, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to. I love that you're just like at one point you just stole, you stole the family camera and then, you know, you figured out astrology and then you, you, you kind of looked at the quad down and you're like, this is going to be perfect. There was a fire in California and yeah, this is, is going to make the perfect photo. I know. I'm uh, like the conditions, you know, California fire. Perfect. <laughs> California. I love you. California. Yes. I love you. But also when you are on fire, you make sunsets here really pretty. Uh, that, hey, it's a silver lining in everything. Yeah. Now, at what point? Because you are a part of Coaster Force now, and you've been doing some work for them. Are you yeah. like? Do you do photography? Because um, Coaster Force for, I guess, Phyllis. And what is Coaster Force for the people that live under rocks? Okay, so Coaster Force is this brand. We're gonna. It's actually a bunch of different things. It's a website. It's a forum. But then, really, I work on the YouTube channel and the social nice. media side of things. Um, cool. I started working with uh, Scott Schaefer, who owns Upstop Media. Um, this past year, so the 2022, I basically interned for him. I was his intern. Got to keep right. Jack the intern, the name alive. Um, <laughs> have to. And he kind of just took me under his wing and showed me everything. So basically, the easiest way I can describe it is Coaster Force is the YouTube channel. Upstop Media is the company that I work for, and we film almost all of the POVs for Coaster Force YouTube channel. So I work for Coaster Force indirectly. I film videos for Upstop Media, which get put onto Coaster Force. It's complicated. I film POVs. That's what I do. Um, And we'll do it in a variety of different ways, whether it be wrist mounts, whether it be clamp mounts to train, suction cups, riggings. We'll do everything from just POVs for YouTube channels. We'll do POVs for parks. We've done, uh, this was before I was involved, but we've helped manufacturers design better trains. We put cameras on their wheels to watch, let them watch what's happening when a coaster is going 80 miles an hour. Um, So we do all sorts of stuff like that. And then I do loads of photography. Um, Most of the Coaster Force Instagram page is Scott's photography, but every once in a while, something I do will filter onto their film reels and uh, TikToks and stuff for uh, the Upstop Media uh, TikTok and um, Instagram page, which is really fun. Um, You get to do a lot more creative things than just a uh, simple, just straightforward POV. Just so many other random things. It's it's a crazy job. You really never know what you're going to get up to when you're doing it. What's the hardest part about that gig, though? Is there is there are there any downsides to it? Uh, everyone thinks it's park, park, park constantly, which it is, but as much time as we spend at parks, we're going to spend 10 times more on our laptops editing. Um, we're pretty good about building in the time on these, especially on massive trips like that, where we're going to build in two, three hours a night to try to crank through videos, um, and photos, but you can get behind on editing if you're not careful. And as much fun as taking photos and stuff is the editing can get repetitive, so that's mm-hmm. a little boring. Also, 
the big road trips and stuff like that, the driving sucks by the end of it. We did a month this past summer. We drove from Knoxville, Tennessee to Los Angeles and back. We were on the road for 30 days and the longest drive was from Salt Lake City to Altoona, Iowa. It took 16 <laughs> hours and I drove 11 of it. That day sucked. Hey, that once you get like a little bit out of that Utah desert, there's nothing to look at there's between nothing. that and Altoona, Iowa. No. I I watched a great thunderstorm for about 10 hours that day. Were you driving in it? No, it was like right ahead. It was moving at about 70 miles an hour, and I was moving at about 70 miles an hour, about 10 miles behind it. <laughs> Just the same view of it the whole way. Yep. Now, you have uh, some other things outside of coasters that I know you're into. I, I think I've seen pictures of you and Scott um, at some very uh, nature-y places. Yeah, so I'm a huge hiker and outdoors person. I hate camping. Let's start with that. I do hate camping. Hate why would I sleep why, in the woods when I can sleep in Why do I want to bury hotel? my poop? You know? Thank you. I don't want to bury my exactly. poop. Exactly. Yeah. But I love national parks and I love hiking. Um, so I actually just got back from Yosemite last week. I was out in California for a week. The whole point of the trip was to go to Yosemite in the snow and it was awesome. But yeah, I've been, I've done some crazy hikes, love nature photography. It's landscapes are awesome. Yeah. It's Honestly, one of my favorite things about the trip Scott and I do is the day off where we go to a national park or we go to a museum or something like that. What's, uh, do you have a favorite one you've been to yet? Yosemite. Oh, yeah. Yosemite all the way. That place has my heart forever. Um, I, it, I loved it during the summer when it was crowded and then going last week when it felt like I had the place to myself and I was in waist deep snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love waist deep snow when I can get on a plane and leave it. If it's here in Tennessee, absolutely not. But if I can leave it, love it. Now you are a, a Tennessee native. Are you are you in the hills where Dollywood grew up? I am Dolly, Dolly Parton, not Dollywood. <laughs> I'm I, depends. I guess kind of not really. Uh, I'm about two hours away from Dollywood now. I grew up only about forty five minutes away, but as my uh, as I've gotten older, my parents have moved progressively farther away from Dollywood. Uh, so we're on more actually more on the Cumberland side of the Tennessee Valley now, which is the side closer to Nashville. Yep. Grew up in East Tennessee. Grew up going to actually didn't go to Dollywood till I was 15 for the first time. Really? Yeah. I hated roller coasters. Hated I them. did too. How, how did you get into it? Uh, Went a couple times when I was like in middle school, went with a middle school band, still didn't ride many coasters, and then ended up getting season passes for some reason that year. And my dad and I went back, and one of my friends was with us, and they basically dragged me on Wild Eagle. Yeah. And cried the whole way up the lift hill, hated it, wanted to get off, and about halfway down the drop, something clicked. And I was like, this is it. I like roller coasters. <laughs> and I literally knew in that moment, I was like, I want to ride every roller coaster that exists and nothing is going to stop me. I think I'd ridden like five roller coasters at the time. I was 14 and now I'm 20 and I've ridden 470 of them. So my gosh, you really hit the pedal, pedal yeah, to the metal there. Just, I was like, yeah, I like roller coasters now. And then 2016 got lightning rod. It was my first RMC. It was my 20th credit overall. Everyone's like, oh, 
you're the number one lightning rod was your number one for a while. I was like, well, I was also one of the first coasters I ever rode. So competition was fierce for a while. Um, and then, yeah, about 2018, we started doing the big road trips just like everyone else seems to do. And it's been nonstop ever since. Now, uh, are you into like technology and stuff? I mean, you, it seems like you've mm-hmm. naturally picked up a camera. You very quickly learned how to do POVs on coasters. What's your, what's your tech life? Uh, I'm pretty big into tech. I'm not the craziest person in the world when it comes to tech, but I know my way around a computer. I'm a diehard Apple person. Everyone gets mad at me, but I am completely in the Apple ecosystem. MacBook Pro, watch, iPad, AirPods, all of it. iPhone. I mean, you all want to talk the most recent addition to the camera bags, the 14 Pro, like good Lord, Apple's finally we're finally there where I can say, Hey, I, I will use my phone for theme park photos. Um, yes. Die hard into Apple. I love all of that. Like Techtober is my favorite time of year, honestly, <laughs> even more so than like IAPA. I like Techtober more. Sorry, all of y'all. Wow. But um, yeah. And then besides that, I'm huge into like space and technology in um, the space industry. <laughs> I love <laughs> rockets so much um i'm getting this weird feeling you're kind of a smart dude i i have my hands in a lot of things that's what my mom always says i've always just been like into like space and astronomy and stuff like that and so it was just one of those things because everyone you know sun rises in the east sets in the west and they're like oh make the perfect line through the sky it's actually making like weird arcs and that's one of the things i know and you can um based off the time of year and where you're at in the world, you can like, if you know what you're just, just take practice, you can figure out like, this is the angle. The sun's going to cut through the sky today. And that's, that's how I figured that out. I was like, okay, we're in the middle of June. So we're sun's going to be about its highest. So it's going to be at about up. We're at latitude uh, 38. So it's going to be about 38 degrees off the, the uh, horizon. Jack, you're not helping yourself here with a I know, not I'm a not. super nerd. Yeah, it's um I know. I, I am you lost a me halfway massive, through that conversation there. I'm a massive nerd. Basically angles. <laughs> That's how you figure out where the sun's gonna be, is angles. <laughs> Are you really good at like playing pool? You good at angles of pool? Yeah, I uh, my dad and I get really competitive at nine ball. We get a table down in the basement. We have yeah. tournaments all the time. Wait, baseball? Uh oh. Oh yes, I do. You 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 missed it. This time tomorrow, there's going to be a 16 foot long Atlanta Braves banner hanging right there. Wow, that's a, and that's a big wall you're pointing at. You're a Braves fan. This was before Braves being a Braves fan was cool, probably. Mm-hmm. Been a Braves fan since I was born. Um, I my mom is from East Tennessee, so the thing about uh, Tennessee. Thing about the South, really, is we only have one baseball team. It's the Atlanta yeah, Braves. It's true. You, otherwise, you got to go to Florida to get to the nearest one. You got to go to Ohio to get to the nearest one. You got to go uh, all the way to Missouri to get to the nearest. Like, it's Braves. That's the only baseball team for the South. Um, so, so if weird. you're from, it really should... is. We're like Nashville would be great for a baseball team. The problem is there are so many of us that are diehard Braves fans at this point that <laughs> I, I wouldn't convert. I would still be a Braves fan. Um, yes, yeah, so I grew up going to Braves games at Turner Field. Uh, saw some, I've got one legendary Braves moment that I'll hold over people's heads for the rest of their lives. I was there the night Chipper Jones hit his last home run, and I was about 50 feet from where the ball landed. Oh, 
was That's the worst cool. baseball game I have ever watched. And then Chipper hits a walk-off home run with two outs, two strikes. That's amazing. It was yeah, I, the – it was – yeah. Um, Chipper Jones is my favorite baseball player. But, yeah, I grew up watching the Braves. I went through the whole slump. And then I got the experience of the magic in 2021. And there's video somewhere on the internet of me crying when the Braves won the World Series. Um, I think you also <laughs> cried in a nature scene or something. Is that right? Yeah, that's – yeah. Yeah. Which, which nature scene was it? Was it Yosemite? Yeah, it was Yosemite. I cried for about a half hour when I saw it for the first time. The fun story with that is I was blindfolded the whole drive into the national park and then got turned around at Tunnel View, which is the iconic Yosemite view, if you don't know. And so I just got turned around there and I just started crying. Most people, when they say I was blindfolded going into a national park, um, usually it ends a lot worse for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not you. No, I had Scott driving, so that helped. Hey, that's a lot of trusted Scott. Speaking of Scott, you guys seem to be pretty good friends. You're, you've been working together. You've been on the road together. Do you have any good Scott stories? Because um, I know that guy. He's got some stories. Mm. This was in March this year. And we woke up and we're like, what are we going to do today? He's like, oh, I got this a shoot today. Okay, cool. So we go over to this local body shop in Orlando. And we're filming them doing body work and tent work on cars um it was really cool we saw we saw some cool cars and the guys that own the place were like yeah yeah we want to shoot a like instagram commercial or like some i i don't know basically they wanted videos of them driving cool cars around orlando for some video right and we're like okay cool and scott's like well i got my you know my guy in town right now me and I'm, he's like let's do something tonight when y'all want to meet up and so he's like, oh, let's meet at like 6.30 at this mall. And so we're, oh, it's a mall by like, it's somewhere by Universal. So Scott and I yeah. get there. We got the car. We got all the cameras and stuff. Everything's charged. And up rolls a Lamborghini Huracan. Oh, wow. Followed by a 2003 um, Shelby Cobra Mustang that we later learned was modified and had 917 horsepower to the wheels. <laughs> Um, there was some truck that was equally as impressive that I can't remember, and to cap it all off, a Tesla Model S Plaid, which is oh, the wow. fastest production car in the world. And so I hop into the back of Scott's car with the tailgate open, and I've got my camera, and I'm taking pictures and videos of these cars, and I've got a Lamborghini, a Tesla, and a Mustang chasing me down International Drive at sunset. <laughs> all while Scott's in the front seat driving, blasting the Tokyo Drift theme song. Now try to imagine how hard I was laughing at this. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good uh, option. I, I appreciate his humor in that moment, realizing like, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. this is a stupid life we live. Oh, it was beyond ridiculous because you know you see one of those cars in the day, and you're lucky to have them chasing you around Orlando at sunset. We mm-hmm. were both like, this is a dream. We are both asleep and all of that. And he's got Tokyo Drift blasting. I'm like, of course you do. <laughs> and so what's funny, we finished the shoot up. And then the guy who owned the shop was like, the, uh, the Tesla is mine. Y'all want to go for a ride. So Scott and I got to ride a shotgun in a Tesla Model S Plaid and get launched from zero to 60 in about 1.8 seconds. We finished the shoot up at about, uh, we finished the shoot I think it was about eight o'clock and universal's open till nine. So we literally speed the universal so we can ride Velocicoaster and we get on Velocicoaster front row and we hit the second launch and it's like, 
<laughs> compared to the plaid because the plaid is just that much faster. We were both like, yep, this is ridiculously fast. There's a uh, crazy Scott story. The day he was like, we're filming like a million dollars worth of cars and we didn't wake up knowing that. That's the type of crazy stuff that happens with him. Jack, can you remind us where we can find you? And I, tell tell our listeners where they can get your art, which the executive producer of the show, my wife, says that your photos are actual art. Um, where Where is the place that we can find you and find your art? Well, you can start um, by finding me on Twitter and Instagram are the easiest places. Uh, it is Thrilling Moments Photography, at Thrilling Moment on Twitter and Instagram. And then if you check the bio uh, for both of those accounts, it's going to give you a link to thrillingmoment.darkroom.tech. If you click on that, I actually just went in and redid the galleries about a month ago. There are, I think, about 200 options of photos I've taken all around the world from theme parks ranging from Six Flags Magic Mountain to Energylandia. There's everything in there. And if it's not in there, you can shoot me a message and I'll add it if there's a photo that's missing. But you can buy prints, canvases, framed photos. Um, I think there's steel plates. There's so many options on Darkroom. If you're interested, though, and you want to... um, purchase image files to have printed a custom way you can also just message me and i will sell you image files or if you really want something signed we'll figure that out too i've had that happen someone's like i want you to sign the print and i'm like okay that means i have to order it sign it reship it it's a whole thing but yeah if you want prints darkroom's the easiest way but if you want something else send me a message and we'll take care of you well, that's awesome. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to have to check that out. Well, and here I'll tell you what. Uh, give me a, what's give me a random coaster. Little Dipper, Camden Park. Uh, use the uh, the the discount code Dipper, and you'll get 25 percent off on Darkroom. There you go. There it is, Dipper. That's awesome. Hey, appreciate the exclusive. Uh, that makes us feel good here, Coach. Because we got the exclusive. You listen to the show, you get the discount. I like that. Anyway, I appreciate you, Jack. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Did you guys know that much about sunsets? No. I, I mean, and- I, I, I can understand it. I wouldn't say I know that much logic up in my brain, but now that he uh, put all the words out there, it ties up and makes sense. Sunsets are kind of the only thing we got up here in Saskatchewan. So good stuff. I love a good sunset talk. One thing I learned about Jack in that conversation, he's a much smarter person than I am. Mm. yeah between the three between the three of us there's like pretty much five to eight brain cells depending Mm -hmm. on the day so it's nice that we when we interview people or get contributors on it shoots up like the number like at least doubles like it's pretty amazing but um i do love the talk about the quad down on lightning rod because i am a as if you listen to the dollywood episode yeah lightning rod it does make an appearance in my top five at dollywood What's up? <laughs> I love that voice. That's good. <laughs> it's like my, tr- like the like the the Catherine Hepburn voice. Like how busy are? Oh, I'm going here. You know, and I'm I do here. love me a good quad down on the lightning <laughs> rod. How do you know who year. I'm offending with his voice? <laughs> what? What goes from What did you say? I was just trying to transition. <laughs> okay, please transition. <laughs> it's a new year, boys. New year, new me situation going on here. And um, do you guys do, do you, honestly, do you, do you do real resolutions for yourself? 
Hell no. <laughs> I don't. I feel like um, Mitch does. Yeah. Like, in previous years, I haven't. But on a more serious note, 2022 personally has not been a great year. Like, mentally, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. There's been ups and downs. So, I think I would like... It's not so much a resolution, but definitely, like, plans that I would like to do. Like, actions I'd like to take um, to help strengthen my mental health, friendships, you know, life in, in a new city where I don't live, like my family's not there, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So that's, I, I definitely like to do that on the, on the more serious side, but then I also like to do it also on the more fun side because like to make, you know, new memories and look forward to the year. And especially like Logan said, when we're in the middle of the winter to look forward into that does help. It does help me get through the first three months mm-hmm. of the year before it starts to get a little bit well out in the prairies. It's the first six months of the year until it starts <laughs> stop snowing. But in the normal places like Toronto, like it by April, you're you're okay. So I just want to get through those first three months, and that, in my opinion, helps a little bit, even if they're a little bit wishy washy. I uh, I do enjoy dabbling in them. Well, let sure. somebody around here does. Uh, Logan apparently things are stupid, so. Uh. I just don't like the whole, like, oh, new year, new me. Like, uh, actual people who go hard, hardcore with it. It's like, oh, 2020 is going to be, like, my year. And then we just saw how that went. Oh, 2021 is going to rebound. And, you know, it's going to be my year. And we see how that went. Okay, 2022, going to be my year. And we see how that went. So I think it's just, like, cautiously optimistic has kind of been thrown out the window because of what summer did to me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more so the fact of just, like, Living for the moment's kind of the vibe over here, right? Living for the day, yes, having, you know, long-term goals in mind, but not really throwing a ton of pressure there. Just living to make the most out of the day and set myself up the best I can for tomorrow. Well, that was, you should write a book. That was pretty f- philosophical. I kind of blacked out in the middle. I didn't really listen to what you said, but um, I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> I honestly do that half the time when I'm rambling to myself too, so it's okay. I get it. All right, cool. Anyway, New Year's resolutions. Um, what, what, whatever your feelings are on them, um, I didn't state mine. I think they're fine no, in the middle, you know. Um, but let, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. But let's talk about our theme park New Year's resolutions. Ooh, that's fancy. That's a very theme park podcast of us to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody have any resolutions? <laughs> Logan does. Logan has Hello. a resolution. I what think you said it? they were stupid. Wow. Okay. Interesting, yeah. Logan. Are you trying to gaslight? Theme parks aren't stupid. That's why I run a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting how you're trying to gaslight us. It's just. I'm just saying it's how weird. it's interesting. Yeah. And it's just. It's different. Yeah. It's fine. Well, now I'm back to talking like this as I do my introduction to my. Uh, Please do your resolution. Up. That voice the entire time. Oh, frick! Now I have to commit to it. Okay. Yes, you do. <clears throat> All righty. So. Logan doesn't have a home park, as we've already established in the uh, first half of this episode. <laughs> Caleb is over here, trying not to crack up. Anyway, Logan and Mitch, we've been best friends. Well, the bestest of online friends, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good friend. Best of friends. <laughs> just, sounded like, <laughs> just like a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> I watched a lot of those the past week. I'm sorry. Okay, back to our resolutions. Um, I want to come out east. I want to come spend about a week with Mitch and check out what Canada has to uh, offer out in the Ontario. I want to check out Toronto and Canada's Wonderland. I want to go up to Montreal, try out some Poutine, 
and just check out Laurent. Those are my uh, coaster theme park resolutions for the year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> Does anybody in Canada talk like that? Yeah, you didn't know that? But there's a whole, like, everyone talks like that up here. We just we put on this accent for you. Oh, I appreciate that because that yeah, was fucking yeah. annoying. Yeah, when we're we and Logan, we talk exactly like that when we're just the two of us. Wow, yeah, that's called talking. the Gatineau accent. Yeah. yeah. So you're going out east, which means out Toronto, east. right? Yeah, Toronto. Um, I don't know. We were supposed to line it up with the Riders game out there, but the Riders game we found out was moved to a neutral site game in Halifax of all freaking places. So. A little pissed off there, but I think I'll still try and come around that time. Check out the Angels baseball, really just kind of the whole cultural side of things, right? Because I've only ever explored Alberta and Saskatchewan in Canada. And, you know, everyone talks about how beautiful Canada is. And all I've ever known it for is wheat and canola fields. So, well, and the dam. Don't forget the dam. Mm, mm. Right? So I think it's just time that I go explore my own country before I head down to the States, hopefully in a couple of years there. But yeah, no, I just want to check out out east and then hopefully out west potentially at some point. That's kind of the vibe up here, at least for me. Very neat. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See how I don't love that? I just like it. Um, yes, you're just you're just copying me at this point now. Wrapped it up. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. done. I like that. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're going out east. You need to get some more coasters under your belt. This is going to be kind of fun for you. This is actually going to be really fun for you. I'll probably double my coaster count for being real here. Like, uh, we had a little holiday party, right, with the uh, a few of the people from the Discord, right, and some people popped in, had a good time. We played Coaster Bingo, and in uh, playing Coaster Bingo, I found out that the girlfriend has been on more roller coasters than me, and she couldn't Ooh. even name you five amusement parks. So I feel like it's time that buddy who has the roller coaster podcast gets this count up more than what I'm guessing would be the twenties. She's going to have to replace you as the host until that happens. I think. Yeah. Oh Lordy. I don't think we're ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's toss this down to uh, coaster pro. What are, what are some of your theme park resolutions? You did buy the, the season pass for worlds of fun. Is that included in here at all? I can include that as a resolution. I am going to try to enjoy that park again. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my best foot forward on that. Um, you know, people who come to Kansas City, I might go to the park with them then, say hello, ride Prowler, and leave. Um, <laughs> I think that's kind of how that goes. Uh, I'm going to try I'm gonna try to do um, Grand Carnival because that has been there for three years now, and I still haven't gone, which is kind of just odd. It's always been, like, during, like, my trip, and it's such a small event. Like, it's only, like, two or three weeks tops. I think it's just two weeks. So I want to go do that. Um, okay. But my main thing is actually my wife and I are saving a lot of money. Uh, we're calling it great depression life as we're saving money and like, you know, making meals that last a long time in the fridge and we want to buy a house. So the coaster trips, I don't know that we're going to have any big park in 2023, but I'm going to try to appreciate the small parks. So uh, we're thinking about doing a little Wisconsin trip. Might, you know, add some. Might go a little bit into Indiana. Might go into, go to a Six Flags park. Might go into Minneapolis. Could go into, you know, how the coaster brain works. But um, I think Little America is like the only for sure park we're going to next year. Um, Which is, we just haven't been. And it's the closest park to me I haven't been to. Okay. And I think it's going to be awesome. So I'm excited to go do that. It's just that vibe I like. 
Um, but I think it's just going to be, you know, while we're not putting a lot of money down for travel this year, um, is is kind of something that I try to do anyway. And that's something I really learned on a Pennsylvania trip is you can have fun at a small park and find some amazing things. Like I loved Doug Rosso's. So like, where's my next Doug Rosso's? Can yeah. I find that? Um, you know, we might do a little um, weekend trip to like Oregon, even, you know, just fly in, do those two silly ass parks there and have fun and fly back. So like that's about as extensive as it's going to get. So we'll find out what we're doing. But uh, I guess it's just the, the resolution is to kind of know where we're at in this season of our life and find fun in the small stuff. I think that's just maturing as like as a person, yes, but also just as an enthusiast of not, you know, losing the glitz and glams for the RMCs, the Cedar Points, the massive things, and really just enjoying what you got out there your little local things, the little small guys in the industry as well. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Could be a good year. I like that. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Um, I like what you said about enjoying the small parks because I went to Waldemere this year. That was my first time there. And I think it was the only real new small park I had visited this year. And I seriously enjoyed it i i it gives me new appreciation for them i want to go back to knobles and get to have a good experience but i also want to check out other small parks in the area i think the northeast where near where i am has so many of them would love to get out to connecticut one day that area so Mm, same but in terms of actual my resolutions for theme parks your year that you had or your your year you're going to have coaster row is like a bit more what i have this year in terms of parks i really stayed close by cedar point kennywood um king's island all parks i could drive to waldemere wonderland marine land went to marine land um and then just did weekend trips so the weekend trip i did to carowinds and dollywood so it was a bit of a smaller year, which I, but I still loved it. I think the only really big trip I did was California. Um, and we just did Disneyland when that's mm-hmm. just the one park. But besides that, it was weekend trips. Went to see my friend Keegan and we went to Great America and it was fantastic. But 2023 is a year I have been saving up for, for oh, a little shit. bit because it is going to be five weeks in Europe. So the first eight or nine days of that are going to be all parks. We're doing six parks in nine days. I'm not going to tell which ones. It's going to be a big surprise, and maybe I'll tell the guys off offline. But if you if you want to know, let me put me in the Discord. I might reveal in the Discord. <laughs> but um, but we're doing six parks in Europe that I'm really really excited for. So I I think my resolution for that is just to be very present and enjoy the theming. We're spending a couple days at the parks with the best theming. Like there's a couple parks that I just don't care about that are like you know just coaster parks and go but we're yeah. spending two full days at yeah some of the best theme parks and i and we're staying on site at one specific themed um park so i really want to take in the theming there enjoy it because it's something we don't get a lot here so i really really want to do that and then besides the europe trip it's going to be local parks so actually similar to you coaster bro the park closest to me that I haven't been to is Darien Lake. And I love Buffalo. I absolutely love Buffalo. It's so close. 
I, I love, I just love the people in Buffalo. I just love everything about Buffalo. So I really, really want to go to Darien Lake. So that's like a number, that's probably my number one resolution of 2023 with a secondary resolution of like adding, doing a Darien Lake Knobles Hershey Park trip. That's yeah, like yeah. kind of, that's a, that's the secondary, but so it's going to be a bit more of a concentrated coaster year for me, the Europe trip. And then the rest of it will be kind of just spread out and everything like that. So I think it'll be a good year. I think I would like 2024, 2025 to be a bit more on the, the bigger side, maybe a Florida, maybe something like that. But this year I'm really excited about these European parks that I have never, never been to any of them. And I'm, and they're all very different and I'm all very excited for them. Cool. I love that your little year. I think, I think Logan's over here. Like, that was your little year. <laughs> well, compared to my 2020 and 2021, which were like huge years for coasters. Yeah, for me. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. It's not a whole woe is Logan thing either. Right. Like the amusement parks hobby to me is probably, I don't know, 15 to 20% of my free time. It's definitely one of my smaller hobbies, but one that I thoroughly enjoy because I got lots of good friends, AKA YouTube's in it. Right. I don't know. I always say that I live in the greatest place to watch sports, right? Because I got my professional football, basketball, and lacrosse all there within good spending money. So I still have things to do. But yeah, you know, I'm just in a coaster wasteland. And that's why I'm excited to branch out a little bit this year and, you know, start to dip my toes into the hobby a little bit more. And the nice thing is you're very close like if you do want to do sort of what Coaster Bro was saying, like weekend trips, Vancouver is a very easy flight for you. Calgary, Edmonton, mm-hmm. to, like Toronto, like the, the so many low cost carriers are coming into Canada where you can get super cheap flights. So you can, you are more now that you're you know older and once you're done university and you know making yeah. money, you can actually like have some time and and the funds to do more of these trips. And then maybe, like you said, in a couple of years, maybe go down to the U.S. See our friend Coaster Bro at uh, at one of these places. But uh, yeah, I think I think you got an interesting future ahead of you. I think when we started when we started in twenty twenty, it was a little bit um, it was a little bit darker at that time. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, no Prairie Coasting. Logan's intro to this hobby of actually participating in it was in the back of a freaking ninety nine Pontiac Sunfire when it was thirty five degrees outside. <laughs> talking to Mike and watching a video of Olympia looping. So it's been fun to explore this hobby and really get into it. <laughs> Interesting way to lose your uh, coaster podcasting virginity. I never thought of it like that. In the back of a Pontiac or whatever. Yeah. It seems romantic. It seems romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah. Did you get yourself a grape snow cone on the way home? A grape snow cone. Sorry, that's a very obscure Alan Jackson uh, reference. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was like a little call out for like a Jeff or somebody, right? Like a really niche reference. Like it's pretty niche to like country listeners who are also custard podcast. Okay, so there there is potential though for other people to potentially understand it. Potentially, um, if you understood so- it, put that in the Discord. If you didn't understand it, put it in the Discord because me and Logan, yeah. we're you're you're over two here, unfortunately. So I let's get so let's get coaster bros some validation. It's it's the Alan Jackson song Chattahoochee. And, uh, you know, he's trying to hook up with his date or whatever in the song. And uh, he settles for a burger and a snake, uh, a, a grape snow cone instead. Honestly, like, aside from the current girlfriend, that would be way better than any of the dates I tried to set up in the past two years. Grape snow cones are delicious. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if any of our uh, contributors have grape snow cones in their uh, New Year's resolutions. Let's uh, toss this over to uh, Parker Talia, one of the one of the bunch. 
that have uh, sent in some of their uh, theme park hobbies, coaster resolutions for the year of our Lord 2023. Hi, everyone. This is Talia here. I hope everyone had a great holiday season and is ready for 2023 to be a whole hell of a lot better than 2022. Uh, In the new year, I have some really fun travel plans booked. Uh, Most of you will know that Mitch is going on a Europe trip, and I am meeting him in Greece at the end of the trip for 14 days. I think that will be a great time to spend some time together, uh, explore a new place, and do some relaxing as well. Other than that, my resolutions in the new year will be to express my creativity uh, through music a little bit more. Playing guitar and singing uh, used to be a really big part of my life and something that I've lost touch with over the past two years. So I hope to do that a little bit more. Anyway, I hope everyone has a great January and I'm sure that I'll be talking to all of you soon. Hey guys, it's Parker. First of all, happy 2023. We have made it through yet another year, and I'm just so grateful for all the memories and cool times that we got to have last year, but so excited to see what lies on the horizon for 2023. Speaking of which, let's talk about some of my plans and resolutions for the new year. As far as coasters go, the first park I plan on hitting up is Carowinds. I absolutely adore this park, and I can't wait to get back on Fury and Copperhead Strike, which are some of my favorite coasters of all time, and to check out the new Aeronautica landing area. I also plan on checking out some of, you know, what the city of Charlotte has to offer, and I even plan on catching a Raptors game as they face off against the Hornets. Yeah, I'm not usually a sports person, but hey, new year, new me, I guess. (laughs) Of course, 2023 wouldn't be complete without a trip to my home parks, Canada's Wonderland, and Cedar Point. Yes, I am claiming Cedar Point as a home park now. However, I did promise Coaster Bro that I will be trading one of my Cedar Point trips for a visit to Waldemere. I mean, Ravine Flyer 2 looks absolutely amazing, so I'm excited to get on that. And Waldemere just seems like such a cute and charming park anyways, so... Yeah, let's make that happen. While we're in Pennsylvania, Hershey Park is another park I plan on returning to, especially for Wildcats Revenge. And later in the year, a few of my friends are planning on hitting up Kings Island, Holiday World, and Six Flags Great America. Now, that's all I have planned theme park-wise, but I'm sure there'll be a few other spontaneous coaster adventures this year as well. But outside of the parks, I really want to take some time this year to check out some more local attractions. I just moved to a new city over to Christmas break, so I'm really itching to see what's good around my new hometown. I also have some plans to check out some fun events in Toronto, and like any good Swifty, I'll be making a trip to Detroit in June to see her on the Eras Tour. But yeah, overall, 23 is going to be a year full of many awesome adventures, and I'm sure I'll have lots to share with you cuzzies over the next few months. Anyways, I'm wishing you all a safe, happy, and kick-ass 2023 Love you guys, and you'll hear from me again soon. See ya. Wow, those were great resolutions. I, I love our contributors and, and, and their goals for their theme park season for next year. That's a, I think there's some good stuff in there for sure. I'm excited to start the new year with, you know, these people who are friends, colleagues, mm-hmm. People, some people we know for years, some new friends. So I'm excited to start this sort of new chapter. We've already launched 
Coaster Cuzzy season two, but this is the first like full calendar year of what we got going. Like I'd be, I'm excited to see what we're going to be like in one year from now, like one year from now, what is the podcast going to look like? What are we going to look like? What have we done? What memories, what trauma have we been through? I want to mm-hmm. know it. So I'm excited. We should revisit that in the, in a year. Let's get dramatic in 2023. What do you guys say? I had a traumatic, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we won't wish trauma upon anyone. We're gonna, we're gonna be less because like, there's always gonna be a little bit. So maybe like less, mm-hmm. less. So yeah, the air quotes healthy amount of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> this is not That's how I wanted to that, where this. I wanted this to go. I just was saying I wanna, I want. I'm interested to see where it's gonna go, and I'm excited. Oh, for sure. Let's do a quick little sidebar here then. Let's all see if we can have one loose, open-ended kind of goal of where we would like to potentially see the show go in a year's time. That way Ooh. we can kind of clip this and then start off maybe next year's New Year's talk with this. I would say would love to have had a couple of big discussion episodes. I think I think it's I think I love when the three of us are on, but I would love to have the contributors They've had their own segments. We've kind of interviewed them one-on-one. I'd love to have a big, a bigger episode, maybe like four max, like four of us, like one other person, maybe two, and like have a really structured episode, like a like a game show or like something that's like really mm-hmm. off the cuff, but it's something that's like really well, like we actually put a lot of time into preparing for it and we maybe even produced it a bit more. So I, I think I really would love to see that in the podcast. And then I think I'd also love to see something that I think we were talking about before, which I don't think we're ready to talk about yet. So I want to, I want to see that grow, and I want to see where that kind of um, is is really. You'll you'll see what happens later in the future, but I'm excited to see how we can even just get more involved with the community, like you're saying, Coaster Bro, with that option there, with that another step that they can take to get even more involved with us, have more FaceTime with us, because that's the best part that we've agreed upon of doing podcasting is the community being upfront with mm-hmm. them talking to people not just three losers in a in in, in three random places talking about their own <laughs> shit so <laughs> be great i love that that's, that's a great resolution for the show i think uh for myself um i'm just excited to grow the content a little bit more and um kind of experiment with i've been getting into youtube shorts a little bit with us um see how okay. we expand our audience a little bit get them more involved. And uh, I'm just going to say this on the air because it's hilarious because um, people get nervous when you say this, but I want to like monetize the podcast a little bit and put money back into the show to kind of help with quality. Um, So basically I want to sell out um, completely and just completely re you know, do everything and um, completely abandon everything that we stand on. So this podcast is sponsored by Worlds of Fun. Worlds of Fun, <laughs> adding the first coaster in 20 years with no extra events. Okay, everyone, go to Hey, I love Worlds of Fun. I, I love I, this I love place. It. It's great. It's great. So, love it. You have I now entered again. the Twilight Zone. Yes. Logan, what about you? I think for me with this is obviously just, you know, kind of the theme for me is just getting more involved in this community and this hobby. I think show-wise... It'd be kind of fun if I did an interview myself and see how that went. I think that'd be kind of fun. I have absolutely zero idea who would be a good guest for that or how that'd be produced, but I think that'd be kind of fun. 
think from, you know, because I'm kind of the behind the scenes person with this. Yes, I have a bit of personality on the show, but you guys are the, the you know, the well-known ones in the community. I'm kind of just the humble little dude in the background, just pushing the buttons, clipping everything together. I think it'd be more fun to expand how the show's even produced necessarily, like not go full on out like coast radio production. Cause I'm not going to lie when they got to the point where it sounded like they were a whole like television broadcast. That's kind of when I started to tune out cause a little too much, but it'd be kind of fun to just experiment and see what there all is there. Right. Maybe have a couple different actual segments with more noises, some better transitions, just kind of improving that game is kind of my big one for the show. Ooh, that's sexy. I like that. It is good. Yeah, no, sexual. Just... <laughs> Not what I was thinking, but absolutely so sexual. Logan, Almost. you should reach out to like you should reach out to like the number one. You should reach out to like the park president of Fiesta Tech. Reach out to Jeff. Oh my god! And you interview him. Just, say just yes. You. No, my goal is what I think would be absolutely hilarious and hear me out, right? There's so many professional athletes who just like grew up in like freaking Cleveland or someone who are just like closeted coaster nerds. And I think mm-hmm. a person like me would be the perfect person to have an interview with said type of person. I have absolutely zero connections because I live in the middle of frozen wasteland Saskatchewan. But man, if the stars align in some weird like movie setting, I think that'd be absolutely hilarious to have a pro athlete hop on the podcast and just talk roller coasters. Hey, you find somebody that's kind of vaguely interested, I'll reach out for you. <laughs> All righty. So, so, sounds good. We'll see what we can pull together there. So I don't know. Just I'm mean, just excited to grow the show and just have more fun with you two while we do this. Neat. Yay. Hey, that was a good wrap up of 2022 and a good look at 2023 with what's to come. Um, you should definitely check us out if you love the show. Um, check us out at solo.to slash coaster cuzzies. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, you can find all our coaster episodes on there. Everything you need to know about roller coasters and coaster cuzzies, um, right there, that, that link right there. And, um, yeah, let's go ahead and drop it. I mean, coming soon. You know, you want to talk about what's coming soon um, over there? Well, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, sorry, it froze. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) My computer froze. Canadian internet had a second there. Yes, what we're going to be dropping. uh, Logan, I spent uh, quite a few hours, eight hours in total, actually uploading all the Prairie Coasting archives to Patreon. We're going to link that up to the Cuzzy's email and slowly start to phase out and roll out, you know, a little Patreon page, more so of a way for us to just engage with you guys a little bit more, but also just see where we can take it. Um, looked into a few different platforms and a few different websites in different ways. And we think that that's going to be the one that's going to be best suited for us, for us to grow a little bit more and just uh, see what happens there. So for a buck a month, y'all can hop on there and have access to all of the Prairie Coasting archives. I'm taking them off of what we've been using to host it because I've been paying money to do that. And while that was fine and a good commitment at the time, I'm not using it anymore. So I kind of wanted to have a place to exist for everybody to listen to Hence why it's only a buck. I don't want that to be like an actual strain or something. That's a big commitment. I just want more so a place for it to exist. So if you'll check it out, the link to that is going to start being popped up in all the podcast episodes. And I don't know, how's solo.to slash Coaster Cuzzies work? Do you think we could throw the Patreon link up there? That's a hell yeah, boss. 
Hell yeah. So go check that out over there. And uh, yeah, I don't know, just really excited to start rolling out some content over there. If you guys have any ideas of things that you may potentially want to see out of us on a Patreon, feel free to shoot it over to us in the Discord or in the DMs. Always happy to take in suggestions and brainstorm ideas with all of you as we start to roll it out. And yes, while we roll it out, we are just going to roll out that that $1 level to start. But um, yeah, we do want to feature some more um, tiers and more things to offer for our most valuable listeners. <laughs> I'm excited for that. That's something I, that's what I was talking about earlier. I'm most excited for that. Cause when we were talking about it, I just got excited for how more, how much more we can get connected with the listeners who really want to invest in the cousins. Like you were saying, coaster bro, we want to monetize it for the reason of making this podcast better, higher quality. We can do more fun things. We can, you know, produce better content better than already that our killer content right now. So I'm really, really excited for that. Could be ultra killer. Exactly. Now we get to the tricky part of every episode, which is how do we end it? I'm not going to implode again, as I have done in episodes past about us ending the episode. It's the best part. It Um, has somehow become a thing in and of itself. We used to have weather poutine. Over at Pareko scene here, we just have sucking at ending the podcast. We should have, we should assign each, when we do the, at the start, like the run through, we should, every episode, we we should move through one of the three of us and we'll, each of us will have to end it in our own different way. And maybe like something will start naturally coming up. So. Okay. I like, like that. I think that's like, like when we, like when we start, like, say for example, we plan for two weeks from now, we have like an overall topic, but then we say like. Logan will end that episode, and then the next one Caleb will, and the next one I will, and then it will start recycling it again. Just so, like, so just so we don't have to spend this time doing this, but also maybe we can come up with different things. And if we find something that one of us comes up with randomly that we like, we can actually stick with it. Yeah, bring back like a thought of the week or something as well, potentially. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we need to structure ending a little bit more. Other than that, though, I'm really liking how the show has been working out. Yeah, you want to take a lead on structuring the end of it at some point. Logan? Yeah, sure. Let's do that right now. Alrighty. So it was the uh, holiday season. I hope it was uh, merry and holly and jolly and um, other adjectives and nouns and verbs that fit with your celebrations of it. I am super excited to roll this down into the new year. Um, I don't know, 2023. It's going to be a year. Let's try and make that a positive way. We got the cuzzies by your side. We got, uh, I don't know, poutine up here with us. What, what do you all have in Missouri? We got barbecue, motherfucker. Barbecue? And what do you have out there in Toronto? Liverpool Lake. Yeah, I was going to, yeah, okay, lake, yeah. I was like, what is, yeah, we'll do the lake. All right. They got a lake out in Toronto. And uh, you got all of us in your ears, the cousies. Monsters in the sea. Do you think there's any like uh, like a lot less monster? <laughs> wow. That's not where I thought you were gonna go. Me either. <laughs> the ocean for me, it's oh. we know so little about it. Like we know more about space 
than we do about the ocean. The fact that we fucking go boats over the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? It's so crazy. It's so weird to me. Like, we don't even know what species are down there. So there's got to be something. And it's so close to us. It's like not even a mile away from the surface. There's like shit that we can't get to because the pressure is so bad. I know. It's like, what? How do we, have we not figured that out yet? It's insane. And like, it's just, I, I don't even know. The Pacific, like, open ocean for me. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That shit is, that shit is wild. I'd much rather go to space than go underwater somewhere. And then, like, the frightening creatures that we've gotten to at the lowest point that we can go to. It's just like, no, fuck that. It's, uh, no. Those, those and how do they live? Like, the fact that they've evolved in a world where there's so much pressure, like how mm-hmm. are they still like able to f- keep a form? Like it's so wild. And like at what point do we get to the Earth's core of, uh, what is it, mag- magma? Um, is there a fucking fire monster down there in the high pressure of uh, wow. just like I, grabbing I, fish? and I never worst. thought of that, and now I'm scared of that. Yeah. Because the crust is only 30 kilometers deep. So, oh, there's shit under us right now. Yeah, the crust is really thin. Wait, is there ocean? There's ocean underneath. There's it's the mantle underneath, and the mantle's all lava. Yeah, it's the inner core, the outer core, the mantle, and then the crust. And the crust is so small. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) That's that's an existential crisis waiting to happen right there. Yeah, like, who cares about zombie apocalypse? Who cares about asteroid hitting us? Like, just a fucking hand coming out from over Joplin, Missouri, and just fucking pulling everything in, you know? (laughs) 